welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and today I have a special guest with us, Laura Casey. Laura Casey is a mom to three, a grateful wife, and a believer in the impossible. As CEO of Cultivate What Matters, Laura is the creator of the best-selling Power Sheets Intentional Goal Planner, the Write the Word Bible Journals, and has authored two best-selling books, Make It Happen, Surrender Your Fear, Take the Leap, Live on Purpose, and her most recent book, Cultivate, A Grace-Filled Guide to Growing an Intentional Life. Her podcast, Cultivate Your Life, landed in the top charts upon its release. The Making Things Happen conference, which she leads, is in its 10th year. Laura founded Southern Weddings Magazine a decade ago and is passionate about doing business for a greater purpose. She loves getting her hands dirty in the garden with her kiddos in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. You're so kind. It's a joy to be here, Denise. Thank you so much. Yes, and I am already salivating when I see the Making Things Happen conference. I, how did I not know about this? Where have I been underneath a well, rock or something? Uh, oh, you have not been under a rock, and we would be delighted to see you there one day. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! My husband would be like, oh no, not another conference. <laughs> Well, the scripture for this episode is taken from Psalm 18, verse 29. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. So true story. When my dad suggested I go to the Naval Academy, it was the picture of me trying to scale a wall that made it a hard pass for me. (laughs) Sometimes we can be so intimidated by goals just by looking at them that we don't even try. But a big, hairy, audacious goal, as some people call it, should be one that intimidates us, I think. It should require that we rely on God to meet it. And this means we need a plan to help us set and achieve our goals. And this is where, drumroll please, Laura comes in. (laughs) Laura, it (laughs) it is so good to have you back. Last year, you shared about your planning system, which, guys, if you have not heard about her planning system, you need to check it out. And Laura, can you briefly share what is so different about it? Yes, I think what's different about um, not just our products, but really about the way we think is, is to start big picture. Instead of setting a goal out of thin air or setting a goal because your friend has it <laughs> or because it sounds good or you feel like you should have a particular goal, we start by asking some really big picture questions to unpack what matters in the big picture. Of course, that's eternity for us and um, to order our lives accordingly. Mm. I love how you just put it out there. Here is the big picture, people. (laughs) Yes. I think we can get so caught up in the weeds that we forget to take a step back and say, okay, wait, my ladder needs to be leaned against the right wall here. (laughs) Yes, so true. So your planning system helped me to have a word for the year and to be more intentional about setting goals. I really, before I used to be like, man, I hope I can do this this year, but then, okay, onward with life. And (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't work so well. (laughs) And I wanted to bring you back to talk about how we can stay motivated and Mm. achieve our goals because sometimes there's this wide chasm between our goals and actually meeting those goals. Yes, And we can grow discouraged and stop trying. And I think it's the person who just says, I'm not going to quit, who gets there. But Laura, how do you stay motivated? That's a great question. Um, I think, first of all, this begs us to set the right goals. 
Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to lose sight of and be non-motivated, not motivated by a goal that, like I mentioned, you set out of thin air, which really means goals that aren't deeply connected to something that you're willing to sacrifice for. So that word passion, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but it comes from the Greek word patior. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, which means to sacrifice. It means to suffer. Um, so when you when you hear these catchphrases phrases of, you know, what are you passionate about? Or um, you feel like you've lost your passion. Passion means to suffer. It means that you wow. are willing to give something up. And first of all, we have to start with goals that mean so much to us that we're willing to sacrifice things like our time, like our pride, like uh, resources or, um, you know, time spent digging into deeper relationships or obviously time with the Lord. Uh, so it has to start there. And number two, if your goal really is connected to something that you're willing to sacrifice for, that God is in it and you feel wholeheartedly committed to it, then you get to take out the giant machete and start slashing the distractions. Because <laughs> mm. I think our biggest enemy of moving forward and making progress on goals is our, is actually the way we were, we were created. We kind of fight the way we were created. Um, we were created to follow patterns and to follow habits. And um, our brains, they seek out pattern and habit because they want to conserve calories. It's just a basic survival mechanism. Wow, you know, and in order to change those patterns and change what motivates us and to push through the times that we feel unmotivated, we really do have to understand that that our brain might just need a little time catching up. <laughs> you know, wow. um, I think it's important to understand our physiology in that way. Like, God made us that way for a reason. Obviously, He wants our patterns and our habits to be oriented to Him, but when they're not and we feel like they're out of line, it's gonna take a little bit of a hard period of change. Um, and so in that hard period of change, you have to have something that motivates you forward through it. And that's where that real definition of passion comes in. It has to be something that you are willing to sacrifice for. And I think you and I would both say that the times we've felt that have been times that either God has made it really clear that we have to change something in our lives, um, either for ourselves or obviously for the benefit of other people. Um, or we, we sense that there is a, a need for change and God is steering us in a new direction and maybe we have a habit that's not so healthy or, or whatever it may be, um, we feel like there's a need for it. Mm. Yeah, we definitely can be creatures of habit and that can sometimes be our undoing. But you know, yeah. when you say the words sacrifice and suffer, I have not thought of passion in that light. And I think a lot of times when people set goals, they're more thinking about the rewards they'll reap. Yes, most and, definitely. Yeah, then the sacrifice and the cost, you know, counting the costs and yep. you know, and really to me there isn't any worthwhile goal on this earth if it isn't tied to that eternal big picture. Oh, so true. So you true. You know. Yep. So but you know there's some obstacles too that can cause us to stop short of our goals. Mhm. Mm and so I'm going to name some stumbling blocks and see if you can share how to overcome these yeah. obstacles. This is like yeah. a game, y'all. We're going to have some Great. Fun. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number one, first, I think we can be pursuing a goal that is not our own. So true. How do we determine this and how do we switch gears and get yeah. back on track? 
Yeah, I think, you know, there's no one size fits all for anybody, certainly. But the two biggest things that I've experienced myself and seen so many women struggle with in this arena is we um, unfortunately are in a culture that is full of noise and we, um, we let ourselves listen to it, right? So whether it's social media or media in general or the amount of books that are on our shelf or, and even good things, right? Like really the, too much of a good thing is still too much. And those things can be very strong and convincing influences on us. I mean, I, I fall victim to this often where I'll see a new book come out and I think to myself, oh, that person knows a lot about that subject and I want to know a lot about that subject. So I'm going to buy that book and then it sits on my shelf for a long time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> never gets read. Um, instead of uh, little by little, slowly letting God change me and not feeling like I have to have these big, you know, leaps forward. Number two is when we turn down, intentionally turn down the volume of the noise, we have to turn up the volume of um, obviously God's leading in our life. Yes. Uh, And so how do we do that? I often think about those verses where um, in scripture, it says that if you, it's a parable with really asking us to dig a little bit deeper into this thought of uh, if you have a house that is swept clean, then the enemy is going to come swoop right in and fill that house back up. And that is trying to teach us that it's one thing to purify yourself of all the things that are holding you back from your goal, but it's another thing to fill your life up with the things that can lead you towards your goal. Um, It's not just about getting rid of things. So I think number one is to turn down the noise. Number two is sometimes it's better to focus on adding things to our life. And I say that with hesitation because I know we add a lot to our lives (laughs) to begin with. But it's, it's sometimes better to focus on what can I do to focus on what matters instead of on the distractions themselves. Sometimes the distractions will just go away when you start to really put your eyes and your heart and your mind and your soul in the right places. You don't want those distractions anymore. Yes. You know, it's funny when you talk about adding something else, my husband's going to be like, no, (laughs) 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 but it's just so easy. I think too, comparison can have me add a goal into my life that doesn't belong. You know, we can, or people can tell us you should do this, but really we shouldn't, you know? So Mm. we do need to be careful to hear the voice of the Lord in our lives um, telling us and showing us what we should do and what we're called. Yeah. And you know, Denise, I feel there right now. So it's always more fun to speak about things when you're at the end of it and it has a bow on the top of it. But I feel like <laughs> deep in the thick of what you just said right now, where I feel like uh, for me, because of the like track history, for instance, on social media that I've had, where I'm sharing semi-consistently, I'm not on there all that much to begin with. Um, I've just really felt God telling me to separate myself from it in some bigger ways this year Mm. and to really hear him more. And just to see like, even with the boundaries that I do have, how much that can be an influence on my life. And um, I can be reactionary to things because of it. And, And really like I have I'll tell you, I have done a really good job of having boundaries there. And yet still, if you let even just one little tiny thing into your life that doesn't lead you to the Lord's feet, um, it can really take a foothold. So uh, I I feel that right now of there are lots of shoulds, like I should do this. Um, Mm -hmm. It's expected of me to do this. Uh, And yet, I think we all can have some really great things happen when we get to the moment of and yet. Well, and yet God is telling me to do something different. Yeah, and and also, um, you know, some things can be good, but they're not best. And right. and I think our gaze, it just 
it goes to these other things. Like you said, that noise of the shiny objects, yeah. you know, we get so distracted. And then we realize, wait a minute, you know, this isn't really the best use of the time exactly that God has given me. And it's a constant battle, but I think battle is a good word if we stay in the fight. Mm, you know, if good. we don't just throw in the towel, this is just too hard. Or, But it is, we do have to constantly examine ourselves. Mm. I, I love and appreciate your humility and sincerity and just authenticity saying, mm, hey, yes. this is me, man. I, I'm yep. struggling in this place. And I think that it's a constant struggle, really, for all of us uh, yeah. at different uh, times. But Absolutely. So number two, I think, is we lack vision. You know, mm. we can't just visualize how we will get to our goal. And so we just kind of like, well, I want to get there. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so how would we, how, what would you have to say about that? Yeah, it's funny. I have um, a longtime friend. We've been best friends since middle school vocabulary class. And (laughs) um, I sent her a set of power sheets and she was working through them uh, just a couple weeks ago. She texted me and she was filling out the page where you list out the things that fire you up. And uh, I think, you know, to your point, Denise, uh, how, how can we find vision for our lives and see what it looks like at the finish line. Obviously, we can never predict the future, but my friend said to me, she said, you know, I feel like in identifying these things that make me come alive, I'm starting to feel this tickle in my soul of, oh, wow, this is who I used to be. Like when I was a kid and I would let myself paint, you know, in my free time or do fun things or just enjoy the life that God has given me. She said, I really feel like this is the year that I want to come alive again. Mm. And um, I think there's, I mean, those words, there's just so much to be said there that number one, I highly recommend stepping away. We see this in scripture over and over where Jesus retreated to the wilderness or went up on a mountain or to, it says a desolate place in scripture. Many times he stepped away in order to gain perspective. And I'm going to paraphrase these words, but um, Leonardo da Vinci has a quote that is just really singing in my soul lately. And he says something like uh, step away. And I'm again, paraphrasing, but step away on occasion. And when you come back, your judgment will be sure Mm. Uh, because if you go a great distance away from your work and, you know, work could be defined as anything the, in your mothering or your actual vocation. But if you go a great distance away from your work, essentially the cares of this world will seem a lot smaller and you'll be able to come back and have better judgment. And so I think catching vision uh, is very difficult when you are in a narrow mindset, when you are in the thick of your routines and the day-to-day and, Um, doing things the same way you've always done them, it is very easy to see clearly when you step up that mountaintop for a a minute. And that might mean very practically even 10 minutes where you step outside during your workday to catch some fresh air without your phone, right? It can come in small increments. It doesn't have to be a literal mountaintop moment. But uh, the biggest thing for me is step away from what's expected and normal routines that you're always in and let the Lord speak to you in that silence. You know, I think this is what makes your planning system so special because you cultivate, part of your name there, right? A vision for those who will take a step aside. Yeah. Um, but we we don't, that's not really um, something that our culture 
cultivates, which is this sense of take time out. No, it's let's pack your mind full. (laughs) Knowledge increasing ever more so that you can't hardly think straight. Um, I know for me with what the Lord's put on my heart with this Bible plan for the whole year to try to help people, you know, help the biblical literacy that we hear about is, um, okay, I have this plan and he, you know, just really guided me through a lot of preparation before the year started, but I have to have checklists because my brain gets so full. Yes. get something. And so you can have a vision, but you got to keep it in front of you, that vision. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you'll forget it. So you you get it revealed to you and you have to say, (laughs) sometimes like you're me, I got to put it right in front of my face. So I remember why I'm doing this. I remember how God has called me to do this. So Yeah, you're so right, Denise. I mean, it just brings to mind countless images in scripture where God tells us to remember. I think he uses that word in the Bible like 160 something times. He says, remember, because we forget. (laughs) And even things like in uh, Deuteronomy, where he's telling the Israelites to bind these words around, you know, your hands and your heads. And he's talking about the you know, the, the straps and the boxes, the prayer boxes that they eventually um, started wearing around themselves. He, he did that because he knew that we were going to need to remember these things. It's not going to be second nature to us. So you're absolutely right. Um, and I think you said it perfectly. And that is you have to, if you, if you have a goal, if you have something that you know you want to change in your life, you have to give yourself as many possible nudges and reminders in your environment, in your life, in your mind, um, to help you to get there because you're going to want to go through the motions. Your brain is going to want to default to what it knows best. Yes. Yeah. So, so as we continue on our list of stumbling blocks and how to overcome them and stay motivated, number three is sometimes the goal just seems too big. Yes. You know, I've heard some people say, how do you eat, eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. But, but how do we approach goals that seem impossible? Mm. Uh, number one, start with the end in mind. Um, and you know, that can be tricky to do at times, but it's like, if you were going on a trip somewhere and say, I'm going to visit my parents in Florida, I'm not going to put Florida into the map to get there. I'm going to put their address. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to be very specific about that destination. So, uh, I think we tend to be very hesitant about getting specific on what the finish line looks like for a goal because of fear. What if we don't get there? What if it doesn't turn out like that? We can't predict the future. How do we know what it's going to look like? Uh, Those things are all true, but you will not know how to get there unless you know where you're going. And so to me, there is a beautiful risk we take in the specificity of uh, starting with the end in mind and naming it really clearly, like, okay, your goal is you want to grow your faith this year. What exactly would that look like at the end of this year? Just Mm. take a risk and uh, dream about that for a minute. And that type of dreaming is good. When it's pointed in God's direction, dream away. He gave us the ability to do that. Um, So starting with the end in mind is essential because then when you start to work backwards, you are um, more able to see clearly what many goals and steps along the way need to happen. But if that big picture goal is very ambiguous and you're not putting any specifics on it, then it's no wonder we feel overwhelmed, right? Mm. Because 
we're just putting Florida in the map and kind of wandering around the entire state of Florida trying to figure out where grandma's house is. But <laughs> we really needed to put in that specific address and it's the exact same thing with our goals. So you start with that big picture in mind, get specific, and then you start to break down, okay, now that I know where I'm going, what steps or milestones are going to be required on this pathway to get there? And then you break those down and you break them down some more and you break them down some more. So uh, I could give a practical example real quick. Again, going on the, the train of if you want to grow your faith. Okay, maybe growing your faith very specifically for you means you want to, like you said, Denise, have more Bible literacy by the end of the year and feel more confident when you open your Bible that you're going to be able to understand that big picture narrative of the whole of scripture, et cetera. Uh, perhaps the mini goals in between that would be you need to get a great Bible translation and you need to set aside time during the day to be able to go through that reading plan. You want to have community. I mean, I could go on and on, but you can see how the breaking down of this would work then. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the smaller you make those mini steps in between, the more likely you are to do them. Good. So good. You know what? Your next book should be beautiful risk. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's good. I think people hear the word risk and uh, probably a large percentage would run the other direction and then uh, mm. some will run to it. Yep. That is so true. I understand that. I feel that too. Yeah. All right. So number four is clutter and lack of organization. Yes. How do you recommend tackling a goal when maybe there are so many pieces to the goal or project? A current goal I have that has lots of pieces in it, for instance, you know, that Bible reading plan, I could at any point just get stalled out and say, you know, I, oh, there's just too many pieces. I can't get it organized. And so I had to just take one piece at a time and focus on it. And, and then I actually got some help you know, where I see that my weakness is, but how, what would you recommend? Yeah, I think your thoughts are so good. I mean, there's so many ways we could take this. Uh, like you said, getting wise counsel uh, is very helpful to break through that glass ceiling, if you will, of understanding how to accomplish a goal. Um, but I'm trying to think where I would start with that. Uh, I think getting organized also can be... Feeling like we have to have things perfectly organized to start a goal can be a really mm. big stumbling block, right? Um, so I would encourage all of us, and I'm saying this to myself too, that even when things feel completely disorganized, and Denise, I think you've already done this, uh, start anyway. Start anyway, because sometimes yeah. you don't need to have the entire plan or your whole house perfectly organized to live in your house, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, like you said, take it one little bit at a time, but... I highly recommend taking a first step, even if you feel like it's not going to be the first step. If this is something that matters to you, that God is leading you into, go for it. Just take that first step and then the next step will become clear and the next step will become clear. And I think organization can happen along the way instead of sometimes we get hung up feeling like it has to happen in one fell swoop in the beginning. Uh, secondarily, I'd say use whatever method works best for your brain. I think for most people though, getting all of your thoughts out on paper is, is very akin to you want to do a puzzle. You want to put the puzzle together. You have to lay out all the puzzle pieces first. So getting that kind of mess that's swimming in your brain down on paper helps you to do something about it and start to solve problems. 
Mm. You know, I can confess, here's a confession, right? (laughs) That the expecting everything to be perfectly organized before getting started there, like maybe 30 years ago, you know, when I was, you know, first uh, walking with Christ, I used to let that be a stumbling block from seeking him because, oh, my devotion time has to look perfect. I think we just, there's so much in our mind space that mm-hmm. is really the issue that we have to really work through. But so are there any other obstacles that you can think of to people achieving their goal that you might be able to help them uh, overcome and stay motivated? Yeah, I think for me, something I struggle with, and I hear this from women all the time, is actually instead of a fear of failure, there's a fear of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if I do achieve this goal? What's that going to call me to? What's that going to uh, what type of responsibility is that going to add to my life if I were to achieve this thing? It can be really scary because like we've talked about, it's very understandable that we feel that way, knowing that our brains really like the status quo. (laughs) They just want to exist. They don't want to go out of their comfort zone. Um, so change takes change and that can be scary. Now, how to overcome that? Again, there's no one size fits all. And really the answer is God. Uh, but practically speaking for me, there have been many times where I felt like God's asked me to do something or I've got a project at work I need to do that feels bigger than me. That feels like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this, God. Like how in the world, uh, how do I achieve this goal? And, um, Many times what happens is that overwhelm can actually become my fuel. Um, mm. You use that frustration and that those feelings as fuel to say, okay, I need to rely on him instead of myself. And in and, and every single time that happens, Denise, where I felt overwhelmed or I felt like I couldn't achieve something and I felt that fear of success, God got all the glory because there's no way I would have been able to achieve those things by myself. For instance, both of the books that I've written, um, neither one of those, I I really cannot take credit for those because both of them, I almost quit halfway through. I begged God to help me to not write them. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yet he pushed me forward and they're certainly not perfect pages, but um, he helped me do that. And so because of that, um, I can wholeheartedly say like, Lord, you did this, not me, and uh, give him all the glory for that. Yes, you know, being outside of our comfort zone is sometimes not so fun, but there's no more perfect place than being in the center of God's will and saying, Lord, I'm your girl. (laughs) I've said this so many times, Lord, okay, I'll do this. But there is such a joy in it, too. Um, So, Laura, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience today? Um, encouragement that it's okay to grow slow. And as much as we talk about that too, I think that we don't like those words. <laughs> we don't like mm-hmm. to grow slow. We'd really like things to happen overnight. And um, I think it's it's a wonderful truth to know that God actually can change us overnight. He tends to not do that in some ways, but he can. Like that is where the word comes in. And that is, I'm so grateful for the work you do, Denise, because when we interact with the living word of God, he can actually change us overnight because the word changes our minds. And when our minds change, our thoughts change, that means our actions change, and that means our outcomes change, and that means our lives change. Um, So 
number one, uh, know that it's okay to grow slow, that most things in life are going to grow slow and your goals are going to come slowly, yet they will come. And when they come, you'll be so much more grateful than if you would have done those things overnight. And number two, there's this beautiful truth that God actually can change us overnight if we're willing to be changed. Mm. So good. You know, I actually am uh, going to Liberty University now, uh, pursuing a degree in biblical exposition. So I just want to say it is such a joy talking with you and just the, your pursuit of going deeper in God's word. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even um, and just what you're sharing about cultivating it, it all comes from this relationship with God. You know, he wants us to grow slow with his grace to abide in him. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm going to take that word passion and think on that and chew on that this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you, you could probably dig in a whole lot more than I can, but <laughs> no, uh, it's, it fun. Is, it's very <laughs> fascinating. Yes. Well, it's been so wonderful having you. Thank you so much for being oh, here. This is a joy. You are just a delight to speak with, and I so appreciate your time being here with me. Well, awesome. Well, hey, y'all, you can find Laura at lauracasey.com. And I will have some links in the show notes where you can download some freebies that Laura is offering today. Leave a comment about what stalls you out on your goals to be entered to receive six-month power sheets. Y'all, you got to leave a comment for that. (laughs) The raw truth is that a worthwhile goal will not be easy to achieve. The radical graces, nothing is too difficult for God. And the real hope is we can do all things through Christ. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 